9.35 on a Sunday morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Time to talk a little bit about arts and culture. And I always love it when a city sees new spaces for art, for theatre, for shows and such. And there is a, I think we can still call it a new space in the Olympic Village in Vancouver, part of the Arts Club Theatre. And Bill Miller joins us now, the Artistic Managing Director of the Arts Club Theatre. Bill, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Nice to be here. Uh, and uh, anybody who goes uh, to the performances will recognize your voice, I think, even if uh, uh, because you are the guy who stands at the front and tells everybody, turn your phones off, don't tweet, don't do that until the, the intermission when you can tweet to your heart's content. Uh, well, I do that opening night, you're right. Um, but uh, the rest of the performances, I have other people that do it that are a little more eloquent, <laughs> and, uh, but equally welcoming. All right. So if you've been to an opening night, then people will yeah. people will know that. Um, talk a bit about the new theater, because it is great to see new spaces, especially when we're so used to telling stories of, of pressures on the arts community and, and funding shortfalls and always that fight to, to, to keep the arts going. And now we have this new space. So how did that all come about? Well, it, it, um, you know, it's, it's been quite a journey. I mean, uh, a few years ago, uh, the Arts Club Theatre Company decided we needed to have additional rehearsal space because of our venues and uh, the Stanley and uh, Granville Island. And so we started searching. And about the same time, very unfortunately, uh, the Playhouse Theatre Company closed. And they had this space at West First uh, between Manitoba and Columbia uh, designated as their production centre. Uh, it is a city-owned space, and the city took uh, a, a number of proposals for developing the space once the Playhouse uh, let it go. And ourselves and Bart on the Beach uh, got together. Uh, we both were looking for additional rehearsal space and, and you know, just room to grow in a way. Uh, and fortunately, the city uh, granted it to us, and including in that uh, is the Gold Corp stage, which is a 240-seat flexible uh, seating, basically a black box, uh, which the Arts Club Theatre Company is now um, now programming. And and how's it going with putting on? It is a, a very intimate space uh, when when you're sitting in there. How how are the shows going? Well, we're just about to open our third uh, third production, Onegan, which is an original work by Veda Hillian and Emil Gladstone. Uh, we opened in, in December with Peter and the Star Catcher. It went very, very well, and then followed that with uh, a piece by Thompson Highway, The Postmistress. And the thing that we discovered, because we can move the seats around, you know, it's a flexible seating area. Uh, when we did uh, the first show, it was what we would call proscenium, so basically you're look, everybody's looking in the same direction. With Postmistress, and uh, we turned it into a cabaret, and now with Anagan, we're doing a, a, what's called a thrust stage, so the audience is on three sides. And I think people enjoy that uh, variety. I think definitely they enjoy the intimacy, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, the actors, uh, you can, in the front row, you can touch them, actually, reach out and touch them. So it has a wonderful connection, I think, between the performers and, and the audience members. Um, I was there for uh, the postmistress on opening night uh, when you were giving, uh, telling us to turn our phones right. off. Uh, you also made a bit of a joke saying, uh, you know, because there is a bar outside. Anybody who's gone by, you can see the bar from from the street. It's a lovely bar where you can have a beverage uh, before the show or during intermission. But you, but you did, and we all laughed because you made the point of you couldn't bring, you couldn't walk the twenty feet and bring your drink into the theater with you. God forbid, what would happen if we all did that? Uh, how how much of an issue is it though for people? Because there are some. some 
some venues where you can do that. And then I think it confuses people. Then you go to another venue and, and you have to gulp your drink down because you can't take it the 20 feet to your seat. Uh, how how constricting are the liquor laws? Well, it's something we're, we're certainly um, uh, dealing with. Like in, in our former space uh, at Grand Valley in the review stage, uh, you could indeed take, uh, take an al- alcoholic drink in. Um, but the laws have, you know, evolved over time. I mean, that theater opened in the mid-'80s. Uh, right now, it is licensed. The theater is licensed. And so actually for opening night, you will be able to take your drink in. But, but the, the, the law uh, stipulates that anybody uh, who's underage cannot, uh, cannot be seated in the same venue. So what we've done with Onegan, because uh, the creators of that work wanted to um, wanted to have people inside with drinks, is it does take place in Russia, and there's a number of, <laughs> a number of toasts. Uh, so for the evening performances, the five evening performances, uh, we are allowing people um, to take the drinks in as long as, of course, somebody underage uh, is not present. The three matinees, including today at 2 o'clock, um, drinks will not be allowed. I mean, at least alcohol drinks will not be allowed in so that, of course, underage um, uh, people can attend, which often they do in the matinees. But you can take in coffee. You can take in non-alcohol drinks, whatever. We, we certainly encourage that. Uh, but it is something that, that we're dealing with, and hopefully over time um, we, we can sort it out to, uh, to everybody's satisfaction. Uh, because uh, funding and such is always an issue. Do you depend a lot on, on alcohol sales to make money? Uh, well, it, it's part of our operation, but certainly not, uh, you know, our major, our major operation is producing plays. Uh, but it does, I mean, we do have bars at each of the theaters uh, and, of course, the backstage lounge. So, um, you know, it is part of the operation and it, it does, uh, does contribute to the bottom line. You're absolutely right. And ultimately that goes towards what, what everybody sees on stage, which is, of course, the main focus. Uh, I want to talk more about the the performances and and the types of performances that we're seeing. Uh, Bill, we'll take a very short break, and then we're going to continue uh, with Bill Millard, the Artistic Managing Director of the Arts Club Theatre. More on this when we come back. Continuing now with Bill Millard. He is the Artistic Managing Director with the Arts Club Theatre. And Bill, just before the break, uh, you were talking about uh, some of the performances that we've seen already at the new theatre, the new uh, stage uh, in the Olympic Village. Uh, How do you go about uh, picking which which performances and and, and knowing or, or guess not, maybe guessing is not the right word, but but picking the one and thinking, okay, this this will resonate with a Vancouver audience, or this this will go over well with a Vancouver audience. Uh, well, you know, at least this first season with uh, with the Gold Court stage, the the new theater, um, as you mentioned, in the Olympic Village, I, I wanted to take, I wanted to choose three uh, very different works. So I wanted to open with uh, something large and family oriented, which uh, uh, was Peter and the Starcatcher. Then follow it with uh, this piece uh, that you saw, the opening of uh, the Postmistress by Thompson Highway, which is a very uh, focus piece and with Patricia Cano, uh, just a wonderful uh, performer that I thought uh, Vancouver should see. And the third work, which opens uh, this Wednesday, Onegan, uh, was a piece that we commissioned from Emil Gladstone and Veda Hilly. Uh, they wrote uh, Craigslist Cantata, which we did a few years ago at, at the review stage. And I knew it would be uh, um, a wonderful piece to, to sort of conclude the season. And they themselves were very excited to be part of the first season, and, and um, Emil Gladstone in particular as the director um, was the one who wanted uh, the sort of thrust stage. He wanted the feeling of intimacy with the work. 
there's quite a bit of interaction between the actors and the audience members. At one point, uh, they pass a letter that's been sent uh, uh, that uh, the character of Onegin is sending, uh, and it's passed right through the house from from uh, you know guest to guest to guest, uh, and then back on stage. So it's that kind of interaction that I think really makes the theater work uh, so well. Uh, and interesting when you too, when you said about the postmistress uh, wanting the Vancouver audience to see it. I actually I saw it with somebody from Ontario, and he had a very different reaction because uh, during the intermission, I was I was a little on the fence about it, shall we say? Although I, I, I there was a major twist in the in the second half, which I'm which the payoff for me, I I I much I very much liked it uh, when I walked away. Uh, but his reaction, because he said there are so many towns in Ontario just like this, I can totally. He it kind of took him back uh, to to Ontario, and it really pointed it out to me just how people can have such different reactions. Oh well, absolutely, because it 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 is a piece about isolation as well as um, you know the the opportunity for this uh, wonderful coupling of Thompson Highway, who is a, just a terrific uh, writer-composer, and Patricia Cano, the way they develop this work. And I think the same thing um, in Onegin. I mean, some people will know uh, the opera, the Tchaikovsky opera, Eugene Onegin. Some may know the Pushkin poem uh, from which this work is based. But even if you don't, um, the piece has such, uh, um, you know, at least f- during the previews, we, we've seen a real wonderful reaction from the audience getting uh, standing ovations where they immediately connect with uh, with these performers and i think that's largely because of the space because you can hear every word you can um, uh, you know you can touch the actors as it were i think the the interaction is so important in a space like that now that's not to say that our other spaces don't deliver that but they deliver it in a very different way i think uh, you're right. You're right. It is a different experience uh, being in the in the more classic Stanley Theater compared to to a smaller smaller stage uh, like the new stage. That's right. Uh, culture is very important, uh, I think, for a city. It's it's one of the, the the lifelines of a city. How do you make sure make it so it's accessible to everybody? Because one of one of the the things that people often talk about is it's it's it can be expensive or it can be considered uh, only for a certain group. Uh, how do you make sure everybody can access it? Well, we have certainly different price points. Um, we start, uh, the ticket prices start at $25, so I think that's pretty, uh, pretty accessible. There are student rush prices uh, that are, you know, even less than that. Um, we have all sorts of different um, methods of reaching out to our audience to, you know, we have, we have different, uh, we have performances that are signed. We have performances for hearing assist. We have, uh, of course, group sales. We have student matinees. I mean, there's a whole, um, you know, range of different options. Of course, uh, probably the best uh, best offer is if you offer is if you subscribe. I mean, that's basically the most, uh, uh, in some ways, um, uh, way of you seeing a variety of theater at, at not a huge cost. I mean, cost is always uh, an issue. I mean, we notice with, um, you know, with big musicals that uh, yes, we do have to set a a different price point, but we still, even at the Stanley with a show like Billy Elliot coming up in the spring, you can you can get a ticket for $29. And I don't think that, uh, when you compare it to hockey games or rock shows or whatever, I don't think that's out of line. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot less than a lot of the big concerts, uh, that for sh- that's for sure. Uh, Bill, just before I let you go, how would you describe the, the arts club scene in Vancouver right now? 
Uh, well, I think the, the culture scene overall is, is very healthy. I think uh, changes at the opera that we're, we're going to be seeing next season, I think, are exciting. Uh, I went to a symphony concert recently, and, and it was full. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the art gallery's plans are, are you know, maybe, maybe a little ways away, but still uh, I, I think something to look forward to. Uh, you know, and I think that there's the range of theater uh, on any given night. You just, uh, you know, go online, uh, uh, sort of the website of the Vancouver Professional Theater Alliance, and notice a number of different shows at the Cult, at the Fire Hall, um, at the theaters on Granville Island. I think there's a huge range there where, you know, no matter what you want to see, uh, maybe not on a specific night, but certainly in a season, you'll, you'll be able to see something that, that you will enjoy. All right. Bill, great to chat with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show this morning. Uh, It's a pleasure. And for all of your uh, radio listeners, uh, attend a live theater or or a cultural event. Uh, You won't won't be disappointed. (laughs) All right. Very good advice. Bill Millard, he is the Artistic Managing Director of the Arts Club Theater. We will take a short break before we are back to wrap up the show.